Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with your treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life, you'll have all you need, just receive with a willing heart. You'll be set for life, you'll be on your way any day you decide to start. You'll be set for life You'll be set for life Father, we ask that everybody receive this today in the Holy Spirit beyond my ability to speak because I, quite frankly, I don't think I'm that good at it. And so, Lord, it has to be through your understanding uh, speak through me and have the people hear through you as well. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Joshua's defeated. I mean, he's done. Uh, we're, we're done. We're whipped. And now everything's over with. So he, now, God, what are you going to do now, God? What are you going to do? We're done. We might as well just hang it up. Uh, yeah, I've been there many times, many times. And so you'll be able to uh, relate with Joshua very closely in this message today. And so the Lord is going to give him some encouragement. But I call this Joshua 8, from give up to get up. (laughs) From give up to get up. And you know, when we give up like this, where Joshua's at, defeated, uh, God does tell us get up, but it's not just get up. It's get get up because I'm going to hand your enemies to you. I've got my hand in this. So whatever your trial is, relate that today as we go through this story, that whatever's going on, and you know you got to get up, but you just can't find it in you to do it. Well, it's not in you, and it never has been, it never will be in you to get up. It's in God to get up. Ooh, that's where i got to throw the switch. It's not in me, it's in Him. Oh, I see something I can work with here. Okay, so that's what God's going to do with Joshua. Joshua 8 and 1. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. So they just got beat by Ai, the city of Ai. They went and attacked, and they were cocky and arrogant and thought, Oh, we don't need that many guys to do it. They don't have that many people. There was a lot more people in Ai than they thought was in there. Jericho just fell, and they're like, Man, we got this licked. I mean, Jericho, just the wall fell and we just took them. Let's do that to I. Come on, let's go. And they did not inquire of the Lord. Have you ever done an action on something and didn't ask God what he thought about it first? (laughs) I see a lot of heads nodding. Mine's the first one too. Uh, Yeah, that's what they did. And they got whooped. They lost 36 men. Doesn't sound like a lot, but what if you were one of those 36? There's 36 families and even more friends grieving. And everybody's hearts melted, it said in chapter 7. Everybody feels whipped because they got beat. They did it without God. That's the big picture here. Don't go do anything without God. 
If you get a headache and you run to the medicine cabinet and pop a pill and you don't pray, then you did it without God. Put God in it first and, and see what he thinks about it. So, but here's something else. Have you ever been told to go do something that you were afraid to do? Maybe you tried it before and you failed. Maybe you didn't just fail a little bit. Maybe you failed big and it hurt and it was public. And I'm never trying that again. And God goes, "Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you are. You are going to try that again. That was kind of like me after my first sermon. I'm never doing that again. (laughs) God goes, oh, yeah, you are. Uh, So, but it was something you had to do, especially when it's something you have to do and nobody else can do it. It has to be done by you. And you're like, oh, God, don't you remember what happened last time? I'm sure he remembers. Yeah, I remember. I saw it. I watched it. But you got to go do it. God understands us, though. God understands that we're sinners. And that's why he said to Joshua what? He said, do not be afraid. God went straight to the root of Joshua's problem. Don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. God is pushing Joshua to be Israel's leader and to inspire them out of their fear, too. It's something I notice in this. God didn't say to Israel... Get up and go to I, or, or don't be afraid. And all. He didn't say Israel. He, he, he told this to Joshua because Joshua's their leader. You know, as a leader, if you, whoever you lead, whatever you do, they're going to do. If you're all broke up and your heart's not in it, and they see that in some kind of way, they will sense it, then their heart's not going to be in it, and they're going to be broke up. Whatever you do, they're going to do. And so he gets after the leadership here. He needed Joshua to get up, not give up, and inspire Israel. Again, chapter 7, Joshua was was completely defeated. He was hopeless because they got beat by I. And I know that either you, you either have or right now experiencing defeat and hopelessness. There is a lot of that in this world. It happens even to the best of us. This is Joshua here. This is the one of the two spies back in, uh, was it when Moses sent the spies in, he was only one of two people that said, yes, we can go take them. Joshua and Caleb were the only two. And now even Joshua's defeated here. It happens to the best of us. So when you get defeated, hurt, whatever, don't think, well, I'm worthless I, I'm done for. God can't use me. I might as well just lay down and die. No, that's not the thing to do. You're not worthless. I always say that every Sunday. You're not worthless. You're priceless. But God understands we're the sinner. However, he's not going to allow Joshua to lay around and be a victim. I see those people. I hear them. And it's frustrating. Christians that play the victim card. Oh, I have this ailment i have this problem i have this thing going i i can't do this because i got this going on and they just dish them cards out like here you go here's my here's my victim cards just take them god's not letting joshua have it no get up get up but don't be afraid joshua had that one-on-one with god about giving up and so god is having a one-on-one with joshua about getting up remember in chapter 7 verse 10 the lord said get up I can remember my dad trying to get me up for school. Get up! (laughs) I don't want to go to school. Get up! (laughs) It's your thing to do. And so he needs Joshua to go from give up to get up. Friends, Israel has, or they had, every worldly reason to play the victim card. 
Oh, we just lost to the city of Ai and 36 men are dead. Oh, we, they, they had every worldly reason to do that, but they had one godly reason not to do it. And you know, whenever you are confronted with a trial and you have a million reasons not to, let me give you one reason to do it. Faith in God. He's behind you. So forget the million, listen to the one and go, go do what God has you to do. God told Joshua, get up. And so we're not supposed to show people a God of defeat. That's what that would have shown. If he had stayed in defeat, he would have showed Israel defeat. Israel was the nation that was supposed to represent God. And then everybody would have said, oh, look at this pathetic God, if that's what they're going to look like. Friends, when we go out there in the lost world out there where the people are, are dying, and you show them a powerless God because you're defeated and you won't get up, You won't realize that God says, don't fear. I'm behind you. I'm with you. I know you're a sinner. I know you're incapable, but I am. We have to listen to that from him. We go show people a a worthless, powerless God. They're not going to want Jesus. They will want Jesus if you show them victory. That's what's going on here. We've got to march to victory. So he tells them, tells Joshua to go back to the city that just beat them. That's like the bully down the street beats you up and you come crying home with a bloody nose and your dad goes, get back out there and go finish it. (laughs) I've been there. I've been there. My dad did that with me one time. I came home with a bloody nose and dad would not take it. You go back and finish it. So God tells Joshua how to do it though. It's like this time I'm going to tell you how, because last time they didn't listen. They didn't inquire of God. So this time they have to listen to God tell how to do it. Joshua eight and two. He says, and you shall do to I and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. Okay, so when it came to Jericho, God said, don't take anything. Remember that? That was the problem with Achan. He took some stuff and he hid it. He stole, okay? When it comes to Jericho, don't take anything. But now at I, it's a different story. Now you can have stuff. Now you can take things. And you know, I just think about Achan. If only Achan had just waited. He could have had everything he wanted. He could have come into this place and said, oh, look at all this. Now I get to take it. But the first time he wasn't supposed to. If he just waited, he could have had it. So why was Jericho hands off, but now I is hands on? That's just my first thing when I read the Bible. I see these things. What's the difference in the two? Well, it's from an idea of something called first fruits. It's from, from first fruits. First fruits are when people gave the first of whatever they had as an action of faith that they believed God would provide for them later. I give you this up front. No, 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 I need that. I need that. That's what most people do. Give me your first. Okay, there you go. It's not mine. It's yours. Take it. I trust you'll fix me up for the, the remainder. That's kind of what the idea was. Achan didn't trust God. That's why he disobeyed and he stole. And he took the forbidden items at Jericho where they weren't supposed to take anything. And so Jericho was like their first fruits conquer. It was the first fruits conquest that they had where they were to take nothing as an action of faith that God would provide for them after Jericho. So now here's I where now they can take the spoils. And so at first at Jericho, it was hands off because it belonged to God. But now at I, it's hands on because the spoils belong to you. And this is why we have our giving box right over there at the menorah. Oh, he's setting us up for the offering. (laughs) Hear me out. This, This applies across the board, no matter what church you go to. This is why we have our giving box, because 
not just because what you put there supports the ministry, but your first fruits are hands off. It belongs to the Lord. The first fruits are hands off. It doesn't belong to you. And you're giving it up and giving it is an action of faith that you trust God to provide for you after you give it. Now, I've had people tell me, Ray, God doesn't need my money. God has all the riches there is. He doesn't need my money. No, God certainly does not need your money. But you trying to keep what belongs to God is an act that proves you don't trust in God to provide for you. That's the problem. No, God doesn't need your money. Problem is, you need your money. And you need it more than God if you're going to keep what's His. This is probably the hardest thing about giving I ever had to learn in the church. That giving isn't just, oh, I, I, I feel like it. This has to do with your provision. It's big. And so giving isn't about God needing from you. It's about you needing from God. And so our giving box is a place for your first fruits that belong to God. Don't try to hold on to it like Achan did. Achan tried to hold on and he got in trouble. So if you're thinking, oh, he's setting us up for the offering and I don't feel like this, then don't give. The Bible says only a cheerful heart. If you don't feel right about it, don't put anything in there. We don't want it. We want cheerful giving. Cheerful giving in smaller amounts goes farther than big amounts with grudging giving. Believe me. It's because it's not given in the right heart. But that's our parallel here for us on why it was hands off for Jericho, but now it's hands on for I. But I is not going to beat them like last time because this time they are listening to God's instruction. That's another big difference. Now we're hearing and we're not just going to run in arrogant and cocky like we did last time. Yeah, think of that, that Rocky three was it? He was going to go up against Mr. T and he's the, he's the heavyweight champion of the world and he got cocky and he got up into the fame and Mr. T knocked him into next week. Rocky had to get serious and he had to train. He had to listen to his coach and then apply what the coach told him to do. And then he came back and beat Mr. T. I'm sorry, it was Clubber Lang in the movie, Mr. T, whatever. So, I's not going to beat him this time. And God told them to lay an ambush, not to march around like they did at Jericho. You military guys, this is something to listen to here because not every strategy works every time. God's given him a different way to do it. This time, God's not going to knock down any walls. Israel is going to have to take eye through combat operations, but it still has to be done God's way. You know, don't expect God to do the same thing the same way every time. He may have to tell you, nah, not this time, do something different. We always need to be attentive to God and always inquire of Him. So Joshua 8 and 3. So Joshua arose. See how anxious he is. He's always getting up early. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against I. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city, behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with you, who are with me, will approach the city. And it will come about when they come out against us as at the first that we shall flee before them. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say, they are fleeing before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. Then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city. 
for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it will be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord, you shall do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush, and stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. Okay, nowhere in this text did I see anybody question Joshua's orders. Nobody questioned him, did they? The first time they attacked I, it was the soldiers that told Joshua, we can take them, we're going to do it, there's not many people there, let's just run in and do it. You remember that? The soldiers were telling Joshua how we're going to do it. It's like the lower guys are telling the commander, here's what we're going to do. And Joshua let them do it, didn't he? And they got beat. The leadership structure fell out, out of order. Joshua passed off his God-given leadership to people under him who did not inquire of God first. Leaders, those of you who lead, always inquire of God first and then pass that to the people under you. That's rank, that's structure, that's the leadership tree. That's how it works. This time, who's giving orders? (laughs) Joshua is giving the orders like he should have the first time they went to I. He should have done it that last time before they end up losing 36 men. And so look at there, verse 4, Joshua is giving the commands. Apparently, God's get up speech worked, didn't it? (laughs) Is he acting like he's defeated now? Oh, we're done for. Oh, God, what are you going to do? No, now he's giving orders. We're going back, guys. (laughs) What a turnaround. What a turnaround. Get up. Joshua's not playing the victim card anymore. And nobody is questioning Joshua's authority. Nobody's asking, hey, why doesn't God just knock the walls down like he did last time? Why don't, what, what, now, why don't we just march around and this ambush stuff? Let's just do it like Jericho. It worked good at Jericho. Let's do that. You hear anybody questioning? No, we're not. They're doing what he said. I think Joshua looks like a leader now, doesn't he? He's dishing it out. Here's the way it's going to go down, guys. I can hear it. I can just hear, oh, we don't want to go back to I. But look at Joshua. Look how he's, he's firm and he's dishing them orders out. Guys, that's leadership. Leadership is very important. And you lead people in your life out there that are lost, that don't know Jesus. Don't be this kind of a Christian. Oh, I hope I, I, hope I make my rent. I hope I can. Oh, I hope my knee gets fixed next week. I hope that MRI comes out. Oh, gosh, I don't know. You think people want your Lord if you look like that? Oh, we need to turn around. We need to get it back together. We need to get up, not give up. Nobody is asking questions about questioning Joshua's commands. This time, everybody is dead serious. That's no pun. Because they know the first time at I, they messed up big time. We're not going to do that again. Joshua's giving orders and he's doing it with confidence. He's giving orders with confidence. And that's something else I want to say about walking in Christ. We need to walk with confidence. You know, um, God's with you. And I know there's lack of confidence in the room. I, I know you feel whipped. Something has got you by the neck. And you haven't tapped into God's power yet. You're still trying to do it by your own. You tap into God's power. He says, don't be afraid. I'm with you and you're going to do great things. Then you can, you can walk with confidence. That's what we need to do. There is nobody that, in my opinion, that is less 
suited to be a pastor than me, in my opinion. I shouldn't be here. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't. I got my list. Why am I up here? Because God told me, get up and you go do it. I was scared to death of it. My, I have my top five biggest fears ever. One of my top five is public speaking. And it still is. How do you do it, Ray? I just have to do it. So let's do what we have to do. He's given orders with confidence. He's being confident. I'm not worried about how I sound if I'm not good enough or I don't sound like Chuck Swindoll or I sound like me. I'm Ray. Have confidence in your walk. Get up and have confidence in your walk. God made you like you. You don't have to be like somebody else. You're not facing trials other people are facing. You're facing your trials. Have confidence, know God's with you, and go do it. And you will conquer. But inquire of how He tells you how to do it. Uh, let's move. I'm getting, I'm getting pumped. Joshua is giving orders with confidence because now he is certain of victory because God told him. That's another one. I can turn this one sermon into two right now. Okay. God has, uh, has assured you victory. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, you know it up here. But have you swallowed it down into your heart yet? Because if you get it down here, you're going to walk like it. If you just know it, it's not going to do anything. you got to get it in your heart where the belief is and walk with that belief, with that faith. God has given you assured victory because that victory is already won. It was won on the cross. Joshua's walking like he knows it. He's walking in faith again. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. doesn't say trust in the Lord with your head. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lay not on your own understanding. In other words, get your head out of the equation and get your heart in it. (laughs) Your head can't figure it out. God can. Now, Israel's own understanding is what got them in trouble because they went against I their own way. They got beat. If you try to do things your way, you're going to get beat. You already know this, don't you? I don't have to convince you of that one. You've already been through the ringer. You do it your way, you're getting whooped. I want you to see that the Lord pulled Joshua up out of the pit of defeat and back into faith so that he could effectively utilize his authority that God gave him. He had to get out of that pit of defeat first to utilize his authority properly. And in, in turn, that would inspire others to climb out of defeat also. And guess what? We're supposed to do that for the lost out there. When you're in defeat, the authority God gave you and the victory he gave you to walk in, you're not going to use it right until you get out of that pit. Inspire people to stop living in defeat and live in the victory of Jesus. Do you know how damaging it is for the lost to see Christians walking around in defeat all the time? You know how damaging that is to the world? We're not supposed to hurt them. They're hurt already. We're supposed to help them. God said, get up. Get up and do not fear nor be dismayed. Joshua had a million reasons to be afraid of I, but he had one reason not to. John 16, 33 says, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There's your victory. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time. 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you through a line-by-line, verse-by-verse study in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless, you are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.